You've just accessed Shekinah Glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Listen, on last week, um, we talked about desiring God. Someone say desiring God. And basically, I just want to add to the foundation. Then we are going to get into some deeper things. But we used the subheading and I want to try to get all of these to you in these next 42 minutes. We use the subtopic signs of a lukewarm Christian. Will you say that signs of a lukewarm Christian? So we want to discover, and there are a multiplicity of things that would um, point someone who was not on fire for God out, but we want to get as many as we can to you in the time allotted today. But I want to talk about signs of a lukewarm Christian. And just to give you a little review on last week, we talked about the different seven letters that was written to the church of throughout Asia Minor. Um, as I mentioned on last week, the reason why John wrote this particular letter was to rebuke the churches as well as offer some comfort. There were those who had become lackadaisical, if you would. They were no longer on fire for God. There were various churches who were experiencing different things. So John's purpose was to encourage these people, point out the error where they were missing it in order whereby they can get back on fire for God. And the particular church that we dealt with on last week was the church of Laodicea. And just let me say this. Um, the, the churches in general had got so lax, if you will, or away from God that 98% of today now, of the, which is today that's Turkey, is a Muslim country it, where it used to be predominantly Christians. And I submit the reason why it's 98% Islamic today is because the Christians became silent, got too busy. No, they left their first love. Then just like this church, then, you know, when we started coming up, sometimes we start coming up, getting pay raises and uh, having families, which is good. We, we, we abandon God. No, in the midst of all that, God should always be first. But one of the, the faults with the church of Laodicea is that they were neither cold nor hot for God. You know, it's one thing to be cold. It's one thing to be hot. They were neither. They were lukewarm. Just a little bit, Lord. Thank you, sir. They were lukewarm. Listen, um, and this is the thing. They were neither zealous for God nor did, did they disown God. So it was like, you know, I, you know I, I'm not excited, but I don't disown them either. You know, it's almost like the individual says, you know, that's between me and God. I'm a Christian, but no one else has to know. But one of the things you're going to discover today is that you as a disciple of Jesus have the responsibility to share the gospel of Jesus. OK, so but this was a church who did not stand for anything. And I submit to you, uh, and I was, we, was talk, we were in conversation the other day where they were talking about the shootings in various schools. That's why it's good to cover your children, cover the schools. Um, but, but you, you know, prayer was taken out of schools. It started with one atheist woman. But I submit, had the church not remained silent back then, we would probably see different results today. 
And being a Christian, thank God for his many blessings, but it's not about getting things, having cars, having nice, those things, those are just byproducts of being a believer of God. But it being a Christian is not about having stuff. The main purpose of being a believer is to make disciples. <laughs> Share the gospel. Let's see, we don't want to hear this. So this was a church that did not take a stand for anything. And as a result, their indifference led to idleness. They did not do anything. Now, um, I want you to write this down. And we said this church was characterized. Write this down. And I, we did an acronym out of this. Look what this spells. It was characterized by self-sufficiency. And uh, if you can, in your leisure, go back and read Revelation um, 3. Okay? It was a church characterized by ignorance. What was number one? self Sufficiency. This is all my doing. Ignorance. As a result, they begin to ignore the word. Complacency. I'm not cold. I'm not hot. Man, leave me alone. And kudos. Kudos. What do you mean? That vainglory seeking praise for their accomplishments. What was number one? Self-sufficiency. Number two, ignorance. Number three, complacency. Number four, S-I-C-K. They have become a sick church. And when you look at the body of Christ today, there are a lot of, and we're talking not just the, the church as a whole, but individuals. We are dealing with a lot of sick individuals. And God is saying to us the same thing as he was saying them today. Look at the place where you are in error and make the necessary changes. Man, if I'm not first like I used to be, if you're not passionate like you used to be, you know, get a handle on it. And, and many of us can attest, as a matter of fact, you should be on more fire now, two years in, three years in, than you were the first day, and you knew how excited you were when you first got saved. And let me say this, never allow, write this down, never allow, allow your culture to shape your view of the creator, okay? And most of the time, we allow our culture to shape our view of God, which brings me to my first point in a second. Be not conformed to what? This world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. And I told you on last week today, to, and listen, we don't serve a hybrid God. So now they're mixing everything. Oh, you can be Christian, Muslim, this, that, and everything. Oh, it's not all the same God, dude. If it was, we wouldn't have to have this one, that one, this one, this one. Okay, so, so we have to be careful that we don't start adapting, adapting our belief to what's popular now. Isaiah 42.8 says, listen, man, I am Yahweh. I am the Lord. And my glory will I not give to another, nor my praise to uh, uh, an idol. You can put it up. Okay, here you go. I am the Lord or Yahweh. That is my name. And my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images or idols. Anything else that is devoted as God. Are you here? So, so, so what is this teaching about? It's about doing a self-examination. Am I still in the faith? And if you are a believer, if, you, if you've ever named the name of Jesus, somebody should know it. This is not a relationship that should be of a private nature. If you are saved, everybody should know. As a matter of fact, you should want everybody to know. 
what you believe and what you stand for. And what gets me, you got people of other religions who, I mean, who are bold and very brazen. But the Christians, we don't, I don't want to offend, you don't want to offend anybody. You serve the true and living God. Second Corinthians 13, 5. So this is about doing what? A self-examination. I want to show you something here. This group of people was challenging Apostle Paul's apostleship because you had false apostles. Who's Paul? Paul had a personal experience with the Lord. He was ordained by God. He began to tell them, listen, man, you, you know, one, you guys are proof of my apostleship. The mere fact that you are believers. And they got so indignant. He said, first, did, did Paul, Paul switch the tables on him? He said, now, you're trying to see if I'm authentic. What you should be doing is checking yourselves to see if you are for real. Since you have a relationship with Jesus, or are you an imposter? <laughs> you know how people do. You, 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 when somebody trying to teach you the word, you start looking at the. Well, I mean, we got to come to church all the time. I mean, twice a week. Should I? Come, does the Lord really want us to pray? Let's read this out loud. Test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as what committed believers examine yourselves not me Paul said look don't examine me I have proof examine your and see that's what sometimes we don't do we don't want to examine ourselves everybody's you know I'm the only one on fire nobody else is on fire examine or do you not recognize this about yourselves by an ongoing experience that who Jesus Christ is in you Unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as a counterfeit. Do you see this? The challenge was, was for them to ascertain whether or not they were genuine or fakes. So that's what this teaching is about. When we're talking about um, signs of a lukewarm, lukewarm Christian, we need to look within ourselves. Am I quiet? Have I been silenced? Do I compromise now? Have I started mingling back in that old nonsense like a dog returned to his vomit? That I walked away from and had no taste for. Am I back? Number one, and we said this one last week. Let me just give it to you. We'll start at number one. We said the first sign of a lukewarm Christian is that no one knows that you are a follower of Jesus. How is it that nobody knows? But we know who you met on meetyourboo.com. Is that a website? What are some of the sites y'all on? Black people meet. Fish. What's some of the other ones? Who? Farmers. Okay. Farmers.com. See, yeah, yeah, because Christians, yeah, they date they, they too. They own the, these sites. Y'all thought nobody. Why you think y'all see somebody here every other week? You don't know. You, now you don't even speak. Because they switch partners so much. You're like, uh, should I speak to him or should I not? Because he's not the dude that was here in June. So what's number one? Number one is that no one knows that you. Mark 8, 30, uh, Mark 8, verse 38, amplified. Are you ashamed to be a follower of Jesus? As we stated last week, in the beginning, Elohim, talking about the plurality of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God who exists eternally in three persons, each has their own distinct center of consciousness, but is yet one God. My goodness. 
who was in the beginning. And before him, there was no other. So who came first? Christianity. And, and as I stated last week, the word Christianity came in the new covenant. But in the old covenant, they used to say following the way. That's why Jesus said, I am, okay, the way, truth, and the life. Are you here? And, and I showed you in Genesis 4, I think verse 26, where men began to call on the name of the Lord. Okay? Let me show you something real quick. Colossians 1. I'm a, well, let's read this. For whoever is what? Ashamed here and now of me, my words in this adulterous and sin. Why would you be ashamed of God in this jacked up world? You got people who, who worship rocks proud about it. And we won't even say anything. I wish I would let somebody scare me out of proclaiming it. As a matter of fact, when you, when you know that you know that it was nobody that God that delivered you and brought you out, how can I be quiet? Well, Pastor, you know, my job, you know, I'm, a, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm an upper echelon. We just cannot. Let me tell you something. We know how to be dignified because without a word, you can be in the midst of whoever and they can tell there's something different about you. And then when out of that curiosity, you tell them it's not, it's Jesus. He got at my hands through this procedure. I didn't do it. I, I can't heal anybody. There's one who sits higher than me and his name is Jesus, man. Don't get beside yourself. That's what happened to the church of Laodicea. They became beside themselves and see that's the thing about getting caught up in self you, you, you start thinking it's because of your own bootstraps that you are where you are but if it had not been for the hand of God on your life you couldn't even remember your own name this morning if it wasn't for the goodness of God man I need an extra five minutes today am I yelling can I take an extra five it's raining outside y'all know I take an extra five when it's raining Okay. Be, besides, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. God gets all the glory. This is not me. It's Jesus, man. Pastor, how you do that, Jesus? Jesus. Pastor, you really talk today, Jesus. <laughs> to God be the glory. Because sometimes the saints say, "Excuse me, man, Pastor, that was a good word." To God be the glory. Um, yeah, yeah. I walked it in the dark. And all that foolish talk. This is not about entertaining. We're talking about results, lives being changed. People out here hurting, man. This, this thing's too serious to be up here playing. You want to entertain somebody, join the circus. This is for real. It's folk up in here looking for an answer, even right now. They're not looking for some type of dog and pony show. So the Son of Man will also what? Be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father, the holy angels. Can I just show you something just about that beginning thing? Go to uh, Colossians 1, 15 through 17 NLT. Let me show you something real quick. Then we'll go to number two. What's number one? Nobody knows that you are a follower of Jesus. Ask yourself now, does my peers, co-workers, matter of fact, family members know that you are a follower of Jesus? Some of you guys say, Mister, haven't told your family. Well, if I tell nigga, first thing they're gonna do, you ain't changed. Make a believer out of. As a matter of fact, we know it's a process. Maybe that'll help you walk a little better. Go ahead and tell, put throw it out there. 
Put some pressure on yourself. Girl, I got saved today. So now you know they're looking at you. Christ is the. Christ is the. Who is? Who is? Christ is the visible image of the. Invisible God. He existed when? Wait. He existed when? He existed when? Before any or anybody. So why would I follow anybody who say they have the way and Jesus preceded everybody? For through him, am I, I, I'm getting happy. I'm happy all by myself. All this jumping around and because this is so you cannot talk. You, it is, it's hard to talk about Jesus and not get excited and then not put a smile on your face and not make you want to run and bless somebody. See, if you lukewarm, you sit there and look at me like 90% of looking at me now, I'm a dog, man. Thank you, Reese. Where's she at? I don't see you. I hear you, but okay. Raise your hand real high. Okay, stand up. Okay. Okay, see, yeah, there you go. There you go. For through him, God what? Created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things that we cannot see. Thrones, kings, rulers, yada, yada. He existed before anything that's what I wanted you to see. Number two, that was just a nugget. You no longer respond to God's word. Another sign that you are a lukewarm Christian, you no longer respond to God's word. Hmm. You hear, but you don't do. Hebrews 2 and 1. And here's what happens when you fail to respond to the word. Satan comes to steal the word immediately. So after you hear it, now there needs to be some application. Let me do what was said? Do this. Boo. See, say it loud so you can shake the person next to you. No, say it loud. No, do this. Woo. Woo. While I'm a Black Panther. Look. Listen, the next time I say something and, 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 and you know it's God and your neighbor sit down looking, oh, I want you to look at him and do this. Woo. <laughs> Therefore we must Thank you sir there, Come on let's go Therefore we must Lest we what So here's what happened If I don't take heed to what I've heard It's a natural tendency for you just to drift away James 1 21 through 24 Amplified version James 1 so number two, the, the, the second sign of a lukewarm Christian is what? You no longer respond to God's word. Let's read this out loud. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant. Hold on, let's do this. Who in here can read? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Who can read? Okay. Now, if you can't read, we have teachers who will be more than happy to help you. So th this is what I want to do. If you can read... Just, just read. That's all I'm asking. Just read. Okay. You, you know, that's why, the reason why we have this is because we want you to be, get involved, engaged, and get, get in your spirit. We're so used to somebody reading. How you know? We need to be like the Church of Berea. We need to go back and check to see if what he's saying is for real or not. So, let me hear everyone. So, get rid of all and rampant outgrowth of wickedness 
and in an humble, gentle, gentle martyr spirit, receive and welcome the word. First of all, look, what has the power to save, deliver, prosper, preserve your soul, the word? But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it by be betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Next two verses. Let's go to verse 24. For if anyone only what? Listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully and his own natural face in the mirror, for he thoughtfully observes himself. And then, so 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 when I hear this word and refuse to do it, it's like you looking in the mirror, then walking away and forget how you look. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.